Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Life with Chris and Tatum. We're so glad that you are joining us this lovely Wednesday in McKinney, Texas. We record this podcast every single Wednesday. So we wanted to just encourage you, if you've not yet subscribed, you can do that. We release a new podcast every week. And we wanted to just say thanks for those of you that have left us uh, a review or rated our podcast. That means a lot to us. We are so thankful for this growing community of uh, folks from all over Dallas, this nation, this world. It's unbelievable to see how this continues to grow and flourish. And it's been just, honey, before we even jump in today, it's been incredible to see how God's doing that here in our church. We just made the announcement that we have gone to, we're we're launching, relaunching our third service. Yes. So people are showing back up. And there's so many other people that are joining us online from different places. And if you are listening to this and you do not attend Life Fellowship Church, what in the world are you waiting for? <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, try. Why don't you, you know, online if you're from another state, why don't you connect in with us? And I'd love to be able to greet you on Sunday mornings. And today, though, I'm really excited uh, about this topic, and I think it's it's so relevant because I think. Every one of us, at least one time in our life, probably multiple times. Probably one time in your week. Yeah. Might encounter what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about four ways to deal with a jerk. A jerk. I didn't know what else, what other word to use there, but yeah, four four ways to deal with the jerk. And I think this is going to be so uh, applicable. So whether whether you are in in business. Whether you're in high school, whether you're at home, you live a life. If you're a human being, you're going to kill And you're breathing air. Yes. <laughs> this will relate to you. Yeah. And if you haven't incurred, uh, encountered a jerk sometime in your life, uh, don't worry. You will eventually- Sit tight. Your time is coming. And most likely, it's going to be sooner rather than later. So I want to give you, well, Tatum and I want to give you four things to, deal, to, to keep in mind- uh, when you're dealing with somebody like that. All right? Let's do it. All right. So here's the first thing, Tatum. We have to see them through the eyes of God's love as much as that's not probably what you want to hear or maybe even what you're thinking about in the moment that they treat you so terribly. It's the truth. And so we have to remind ourselves that <clears throat> for those of us who do follow the Lord, who call ourselves Christians and who love Jesus, Man, we got to remember um, to see them uh, through that lens of God's love and ask ourselves. And that's counterintuitive. Every part of you doesn't want to do that. Well, you no. don't want to look at them in love. No, we want to respond out of our own flesh, human nature that wants to just jab back or kind of push back against whatever their so jerk. Let me give is. you an example of oh, this. Oh, oh, example. So Tatum and I and the kids just recently went to Las Vegas. Hold on, we need to explain. 
happened? You say we went to Las Vegas. We went to Las Vegas, and from there, we we drove up to Utah. It was awesome. If you've never been to Angel's Landing in Zion National Park- In Utah. In Utah, you need to go. Check it but out. But one of those days, we spent just kind of- I've never been to Vegas, and so we just kind of moseyed around, and I wasn't- uh, If I never go back to Vegas again- I won't be. We don't ever want to go back to Vegas, but we did enjoy the food. We ate a lot of great food. But one of the mornings, I was, you know, I was waking up early in the morning because of a two hour time difference. And uh, man, I was up early. Tatum and the kids were still asleep. We were at a hotel that I is is going to continue to remain (laughs) unnamed. Only to protect the hotel, not ourselves, yeah, but it wasn't a great experience. Because we're seeing them through the eyes of the Lord, but I had a really, 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 really bad experience there, Yep, to say the least. Yes. Would you not agree, Tatum? This experience, <laughs> we can't even share how horrible and gross. It makes it hard to even give this illustration uh, example of our lives without having to like, tell, you, that tell I- you everything. We're sparing you. Yep. Some things were left in our bedroom that were not our things. Yes. And that were quite personal items that were very gross. And and let's just say Chris went to talk to the management. Or actually just Because I found these things in our room. bedroom by the bed. Have mercy. <laughs> anyway, Chris. Anyways, what you're thinking that it is? That's what it was. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I wake up four o'clock in the morning and there's these things on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, again, why are we? A, where I, are we going with this story? We it's have to so see through, gross. We have to see people through the uh, through the, the the eyes of God's okay. love. So okay. So I have not had any coffee yet. It's I, real early in the morning. I coffee. Coffee and is Christian crack. Somebody in Vegas left their stuff in our room. So it is early, early in the morning. Okay. I go downstairs. Tatum and the kids are all still sleeping. I go down there to talk to the manager, and. They're, you know, they're very, uh, they, they were apologizing and- We're so sorry, sir. Yeah, we're going to make it this right. This was in and, your room. And they, they did. They, they made it right. Mm-hmm. They, we got different rooms and, or, or different room and, and all that other stuff. But the one thing that I wanted, I said, all right, that's great. Now, thank you for doing that. But can I get a cup of coffee? Because mm-hmm. this specific hotel serves a really great continental breakfast. A lot of things that they offer that are great. But it's like- was it 4.30 their time in the morning? Anyway, it was really early and they didn't have coffee available yet. No, no, no. So the coffee opened up at 6.30. And it was and 6 was o'clock there. when you were at the desk. I was at the desk at 6 o'clock. And then, so by the time I finished up with this manager, I went into the place where the coffee was, was going to be ready at 6.30 and it was 6.15. Mm-hmm. I have just gone through a really dramatic horrible ordeal experience. with what we found in our bedroom and then all he wanted was to get a cup of coffee I just want a cup of coffee and he's 15 minutes before the breakfast is served and they will not give you any coffee babe Mm-mm. and that we've just had a horrible experience with dirty remains left in our room and it was right there it was and the cooked. machine it was, was right there it was, it was- and they told chris he could have any until 6 30 <laughs> so all that to say so i was dealing with the jerk yeah yep darn on vacation and we were like come on buddy and, and man people become even more jerky when uh when you haven't had your coffee not you chris right now not me i'm <laughs> i'm sweet every time i wake up just kind <laughs> and nice you do pretty you, you do 
wake up pretty nice. No, I'm babe. actually a pretty positive person. You're really positive with a whole lot of words right in the morning. <laughs> I'm the girl that's like, I can't say anything for at least like 15 Tatum minutes. I just like need that. quiet. We, we wake up in the morning. I'm very I'm, nice. I'm not in a bad mood. I just can't get my words out. I'm not ready to talk. <laughs> anyway. So all that to say, this was somebody that I had to practice this first point. And the first point, which I said earlier, but I'm going to say it again because our story got a little carried away here. Okay. But we have to see them through the eyes of God's love. So is that what you said right when you talked to the manager? I'm going to look at you through the eyes of love. No, I was. I was actually thinking, you know what? I'm going to be kind. Yeah. Um, because I don't know what this guy has gone through. That's exactly it right there. In fact, what you got to do is this. So here, here's the tip that I would give you. That's ask yourself what possibly is in this person's life or maybe in their past that's driving them to be this way. So when this guy said to me, no, I'm not going to give you coffee right now, <laughs> um, a lot of times, uh, again, hurting people hurt people. Uh, when, when, they're, uh, when, when they are insensitive and they are maybe sometimes lashing out, oftentimes- yeah, it's usually something that's going on within their own world, their own life. Or that's been done to them that they're responding in this way. So when you realize that hurting people hurt people, you can respond to them through God's eyes yeah. of compassion. Yeah. It does make it easier for you to... It's not easy. It's easier. easier. Yeah. To have compassion on why they're acting or behaving or treating you in a certain way because you... It's like just rising above the wound and oftentimes the immaturity of their behavior and saying, you know what, I don't know the full scope of this person's life, their history, their challenges today. I got to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're being really rude, but I'm going to love you anyway. <laughs> Treat you nicely anyway. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, I, I think, Tatum, I, I think about, you know, how Jesus modeled this when he interacted with people. Like I, when I think about Zacchaeus, Yep. I mean, think about it. the crowd continually referred to him as, you know, he's just a tax collector. And they were not thought highly of in that day mm -hmm. and age. They were basically thieves, you know, a, a, a robber. But Jesus didn't refer to him as a tax collector, a robber, or a thief, which everybody in the community would have yeah, named Yeah, would have named that. him that. He actually called him by his name. And we read later on that because of the way Jesus responded to him, mm -hmm. the dude got saved. I mean, radically saved yeah. and started, I mean, just being massively generous uh, to the things of God. I mean, just helping the poor and giving into the work of God. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down a little uh, quote here. Why don't you read that there, honey? So this is a quote by Maya Angelou. And what she said is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So true. Everybody will forget what you say. They're going to forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. I love that. And so when we see people through the, the lens of God, let's not respond. Um, like they're responding. No. Let's yeah. realize we're hurting people, hurt people, and then let's initiate something and respond to them with compassion, just like Jesus did. All right? So that's the first thing. Number two. Forgive them just as God has forgiven you. Okay, this is huge. This is the huge. Bible is very clear that we must. It's not an. It, it, it's not a. Um, it's not a choice or an option. It is a choice. It's. It's just not. Well, up for debate. Yeah. It, you must forgive those who have offended you. 
uh, you think about it, Matthew 6, 12, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus, he taught us, he said, hey, forgive us our debts as we forgive, yeah, forgive those our debtors. Yeah. I've said it from our platform mm-hmm. many times. The horizontal affects the vertical. And it sure does. So if you're not right with those horizontal relationships, it affects your vertical relationship with, with God. In fact, Jesus went on later in, uh, read it. In, yeah, in, uh, this in, is powerful. In, in Matthew, Matthew 6, 15. It says that Jesus went even further to say that if we don't forgive those who offend us, then God won't forgive us either. That is a... That came straight from the lips of the Lord. Yeah, that's a... That's a scary place to be in. It is. To realize that Christ is offering that forgiveness to us as we offer that to others. Now, let me just make this clear, because people have asked me, well, I just, you know, does forgiveness mean that I just need to let people uh, continually abuse me and walk all over me? No, and it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it wasn't horrible. It doesn't mean that it wasn't wrong. Yeah. We, we listen, uh, forgiveness is free. Trust is earned. We forgiveness doesn't mean hanging uh, around people and just letting them continually walk over you. you. You need to protect yourself and do what you can to avoid any kind of physical, emotional, and spiritual harm that people want to do to, to us at times. Uh, but we do need to offer that for forgiveness. Uh, Augustine said this, if you are suffering from a bad man's injustice, forgive him lest there be two bad men. Hmm. So like, you know, the, the statement I've made many times is travel light, travel light. Yeah. Don't, don't carry all those things around. Yep. It's forgiveness is letting, is, is letting, like not letting that person off the hook, if you will. It's like, it's letting it go from your heart, from your, it's not letting it have control over you anymore. You're choosing to, you don't owe me. I'm not, there's not, I'm not seeking out to like get back at you. I forgive you. I don't have to trust you. That will be earned, but I forgive you. I can choose to forgive you. And we're going to need to forgive the jerk, but you don't continue to put yourself in the place where you are a doormat. Exactly. Okay? But we forgive them. Now, I've I've said to people before that trust a lot of times, um, and even forgiveness sometimes it feels like it's a, like a it's not like a light switch it's like a dimmer switch. Yeah, that's a great illustration. You you gra- you have to continue to. Now, some things you you can easily just no, yeah, but okay, most of the time when you're really you. hurt, you have to like day after day after day, and sometimes maybe moment after moment. Make the choice and deliberately. Where, I forgive. Yes. I forgive. I'm and that's forgive. where we all need to remember how much mm-hmm. God has had to forgive us. Mm-hmm. And whenever you compare all of your sin and all of the 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 repercussions of that sin in yeah. contrast to what that person has done to you compared to what you have done to God, what what, what they've done is inconsequential in contrast to what the Lord had to go through for you and I. Yeah, that's I mean, true for all of us, for all the sin of the world. The, I, I put on here just a, a, a little illustration. I, okay. I, want, I want you to read this here. Okay. So it says, Clara Barton, the founder of the American Red Cross. So I hope you guys have all heard of the American Red Cross. Yes, they know the Red Cross. Okay. Was reminded one day of a vicious deed that someone had done to her years before. But she acted as if she had never even heard of the incident. Don't you remember it? Her friend asked. No, came Barton's reply. I distinctly remember forgetting it. I like that. That's great. I distinctly remember forgetting. In fact, she made the choice yeah. 
to not then just, you know, put Bring her heart all back yep. into the whole thing. And no, yeah. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to travel light, travel light. So when we have jerks in our life, number one, we need to see them through the same lens that God sees them. Yes. That they're hurting. You don't know what they've been through. There's I've, I've brokenness, said, yep, in their life. If you only knew that what other people are going through right now, the per, the pain, the hurt, the, the turmoil, we'd be a whole lot kinder to people. Number two, we're going to have to forgive them just as God has forgiven us. Here's the third one, and that is don't toss fuel on the fire. That- so. This is really important, okay? So you got a jerk going on. He's not giving you coffee at the at the, at the hotel. You've had a horrible morning. You just want a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Don't toss. This is kind of hard to do, like, when you're in the heat of the moment and your emotions are right there and you feel so angry, like, I don't deserve to be treated like this, kind of a that selfishness on us rises up. Okay, so let's real talk here, all right? Real mm-hmm. talk. Maybe maybe we should re- rename this Real Talk with Chris and Tatum. I don't know about that. Okay. Maybe. But here's some real talk. Many times when you encounter a real first-class jerk. <laughs> like I say that. <laughs> our, our first reaction is to put them in their place and give them a real piece of our mind. Mm-hmm. And my... My advice to you is anything that you say or do is most likely going to cause the thing to get worse. In fact, let me say it like this. When a man's temper gets the best of him, it reveals the worst of him. This is true. So you're going to have to make sure that you're not tossing words like flippantly out. An attitude. You know, here's what they say. And this is really important in conversation with your spouse and with friends and family. 50% 50% of your communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So this is just your facial expressions, how you carry your posture, yourself, your posture, your, all mm-hmm. those different things, where your eyes are at. How far you raise those eyebrows up. <laughs> <laughs> That's 50% of your communication. 40% of your communication is tone. Mm-hmm. The way that you say what you say. I just feel like I need to describe every word that you're saying. <laughs> Chris is just shaking his head over here back to back. Oh, yeah. I got that little snap, snap going on, those head, that head nod. But only 10% is actually the actual words that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And that, yep. So all those ways can toss fuel on the fire. Your tone, the way our posture, our body language. And that's really important. So like in- And our words. In, in, your, in your marriage, you're dating somebody. At the workplace. You might say the right things, but your tone and nonverbal communication is just adding fuel mm-hmm. to the fire. And uh, you got to be careful. The Bible says in Proverbs 15.1, you know, Tatum, I remember my mom teaching me this when I was just a little kid. Really? This verse? Yeah. It says, a soft answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stir up anger. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to diffuse the, the jerk is to respond with a soft answer. Mm, it's true. Don't stir up the strife. Put a lid on the gas can <laughs> by keeping your mouth shut. That's true. Or by saying the right things. Uh, yep. Be, a soft be the answer. better person, be, be the more mature person. You don't have to respond just like they're responding. Yeah. Uh, it's something that all of us 
need to, to be reminded of. Uh, Ambrose uh, Bierce said this, speak when you are angry and you're going to make the best speech you'll ever regret. <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Like we've all How been many times, yeah, do you say say something that you regret the most? It's usually when emotions are really high and you're super upset or angry. It's not in the times when you're feeling like average in your emotions. It's when they're super heightened that I know at least for me, you say I say something that you later regret the most. So great word from Proverbs 15, having a soft answer turns away wrath. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. That's the key to it. Soft answer. And that's 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 scriptural. And you see the Lord did that all the time. He, he did that all the time. Here's the fourth uh, secret that I would give you, piece of advice to dealing with a jerk. And here's the last one. Follow God's plan of revenge. You know, God talked about revenge. He did. Tell us. Well, you, well, he talks about not yeah. taking revenge, but well, yeah. Look at read this uh, Romans chapter twelve, verse nineteen through twenty. Okay, it says, "Do not take revenge." Whoa, whoa, whoa! It does. It says, "What?" Do not take revenge. Okay, stop the presses right there. Don't take revenge. Mm-hmm. It's not going to play out well for you. Why? It, it Instead, goes it's yeah. Um, but leave room for God's wrath. Okay, God is so much better at this than you. you you're going to botch the whole thing up. You really are. You're, you're, you're going to. You might even push them away from the Lord the way that you respond because true. you you wear the label of Christ. Mm-hmm. So now you respond with revenge, and it just yeah. You you might get your way. But what about their eternal soul? What about their yeah. way that they view God? And now they walk away going, man, here's what a Christian did to me. Yeah. Here's how a Christian responded to me. So no, true. No, it says, don't take revenge. That's a command. It is. And leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Okay, that is crazy. That's that's counterintuitive. That's not that's and that's what I love about the Lord. He challenges the way that we look at things. You know, this whole, mm-hmm. you know, uh social justice and how do we, you know, take care of people. That didn't co- that wasn't thought up of from the world. That's that's the Lord right here. Yep. Taking care of those that are that are your enemies, the, those who treat you like a jerk. <laughs> if he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. So doing kind things to those who are jerks is the last thing that they're going to expect. Exactly. And the last thing that they want. It it takes all the joy they have out of being mean to you. And God's going to use your kindness to bring conviction into their life. And it will be an incredible Mem- uh, memorable witness of God's love. Remember, you're the only Jesus that people are going to see. That's true. That's so true. So, I mean, you're the only Jesus that people are going to see on Facebook, on Instagram. Oftentimes, yeah, in your workplace, you know, Christianity isn't off like publicized where people are openly talking about it or in schools. There's so many places where you literally are the only example of Christ to the people in your world. And and talk about a dark place where we mm-hmm. were in, in Vegas. I mean, it's just a dark world. You mm-hmm. can just feel it 
in that place. And uh, there's going to be jerks all around. And they're not fun to deal with. But you have the power to be a bigger person as you yield yourself to God's love. And so let's so just true. take that advice today. Why don't you, when you encounter the jerk at the grocery store or at the gas station or at the uh, hotel yes, in your life, let's respond like Jesus. Let's do it. All right. Um, we've got time today, Tatum, for one mailbag question. Okay. Mailbag. <laughs> mailbag. I like singing that. I like say, saying, it reminds me, yeah, I just, I like mailbag. All right. No, come on. Say it with me, honey. No. <laughs> come on. Say it with me. Just like mailbag. Let's hear it. What's the question, babe? Okay. Here's the question, it, it, and, and it comes in and it says, I tend to unconsciously hold on to small stresses. It builds inside and sometimes causes me to shut down my friendly side. The big stress in my life I can confront and, and eliminate, but it's always the little things that I hold on to. How can I give God the big stuff, but not the little ones? Wow. That's a great question. I'm sort of curious about the little stuff and what it, what one person calls little stuff and what I might be assuming. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just think that when it comes to the stresses in our lives, um, you know, it's the little things that uh, get into our hearts and they are constantly just, uh, occupying uh, real estate in our minds. And what I love about the Lord is he says, cast all your cares mm -hmm. on me. He didn't just say, cast all your big cares. He said, cast all of your cares. So the small things and the big things, God cares about the small things. He says that I, I count every hair on your head. I care about the sparrows mm -hmm. and the birds. I care about the intricate, uh, the details. The details of your life. And this is our moment to cast those uh, small stresses on the Lord. Because here's the thing. If you don't, those small stresses actually become... Yeah, they become big. Or they just compound. They build and they build and they build and they like build. Like a trash then compactor. Then it feels really yeah. big. So what a great scripture, just as a reminder of the Lord saying, cast all of them. So I, I guess my question would be, you know, it sounds like this person is casting the big, the large things, but even the small things God cares about. So pray about those as well. Give them to God as well. Invite Him to help you sort through them, manage them, you know, find answers, solutions for the small things as well as the big ones. Because God, He He cares about those as much as He cares about the big things. You know, how, how can we, you bring them to the Lord, lay them down and trust Him with even the little things. How many times have we, I'm thinking about small prayer, what I would consider like a small prayer of praying, God, help me find like my car keys right now. I have got to go or I lost the, like lost this, misplaced this and have said a prayer inviting God to help me with what seems like such a small, like sometimes cheesy thing, but God always helps me find. 
My grandma did this all the time. She would pray. You ready for this? She would pray. My grandma Hart Mm -hmm. would pray for a parking spot because her legs and whatever, that was always close to the front Mm -hmm. of the store. And there would always be a spot there. She always got it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I mean, listen, uh, what I would do is I would, again, cast all your cares on the Lord. uh, And then when those... Uh, those stresses come your way and the the enemy is trying to heap those things on you, uh, I'd turn it around on him and just begin to worship. And just yeah. just remember that as God was with you in the big things, yes. he's definitely going to be with you in the small things. Yep. And just let those things wash off you like uh, water off, off a duck's back. And just know that God is is with you. So cast all of our cares on him, not just the big, but the small Mm -hmm, as well. mm -hmm. And just know that you have a God that cares about the intricate details. And so let's not spend time worrying about these these areas. But commit them to prayer. I know for me sometimes just letting little things build and build and build is because I feel like I can manage those. Like I can figure this out. It's a small thing. It's easy to think, right? When there's a small, what we call a small stress, I got it. Like it's not that big of a deal. And then another one leads to another. So coming back to what you're saying, um, casting all those cares on the Lord because the little things will become big ones and just realizing God does care about it. And then I'm with you in turning to uh, worship God in in the midst of anything that feels overwhelming. feel like they're compacting. I mean, I'll tell you what I do. I shut everything down. Mm Mm-hmm. When I feel like I have a bunch of little small stresses, I will, I, I, I'll, I'll shut it all down. I'll go find a quiet place. I'll turn on some worship music, mm-hmm. and I will be still. Yeah. And that's when you'll know that He is God. I'll, sometimes I'll go in our backyard and I'll, I'll just listen to the, the, the leaves rustle, you know, in the wind, and I'll, and I'll hear the birds, and I'll just, and I'll just, I'll. I'll Remember, like who remember, the Lord is, okay, how great is God? You got this God. whole whole yeah. world and this universe in your hands. Yeah, that's not that's not always easy when there's all these little things that come all the time. Yeah, but it's great. It's a great practice to make it a habit to do. It is. Well, hey everybody, it's been such an honor to be with you today. We are so looking forward to next week. Yeah. Next week is the week that changed the world, and uh, I'm going to prepare our hearts next Wednesday for uh, the Easter weekend uh, and Good Friday. And so you're just not going to want to miss next week. And so we hope you all have a great rest of your day. It was great to be with y'all. Thanks for listening. We love you all. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.